good morning. Now, I'm going to have you turn to somebody and say two things to them, all right? So the first thing you need to turn and tell them is this, is that chocolate Easter eggs are awesome. <laughs> tell them that. Chocolate Easter eggs are awesome. And then tell them, and then tell them this, but sitting next to you is way better. Now, if you said that to your spouse or to your girlfriend or boyfriend, if you said that to your fiance, you are welcome. <laughs> and if you're a single guy and you said that to a single girl, you are welcome. <laughs> you never know what will happen if you come to church. Uh, so glad that you are here with us. Um, we, we decided to really pretty much have as normal as a Grace Point Sunday morning worship service today as possible. Um, so what, what you experience even in the worship section is uh, portion of the service is pretty much what we do on Sunday mornings. We, we love celebrating what Jesus has done for us and what he means to us. Uh, we're also going to teach like we normally do. And as we jump into this, uh, this thing today about, about finding the missing piece, I, I think all of us, if we just, I mean, it doesn't take us much to look around at our society, our world, and say, if there's something that's missing in the world today, it's peace. I, I mean, everywhere we turn, there's conflict, there's anxiety, there's strife, uh, there's disagreement, there's division, there's war, and we need peace. I'm doing something completely different after 16 years as the lead pastor here. And I figure every 16 years or 17 years, you got to try something different. I'm actually starting a teaching series today called Finding the Missing Piece. And today, we're going to talk about finding my missing piece. And if you don't have that piece, maybe you'll find your missing piece today. And if you're listening just on audio uh, with a podcast, it's P-E-A-C-E, Finding the Missing Peace. Uh, next uh, week, part two, is finding peace when you are waiting. How many of you just love just waiting and waiting and waiting? Anybody? Okay, good. You don't need medicine, all right? Uh, that, that's normal, right? That drives me crazy. But how to find peace when you're in a season of waiting. And then we're going to follow up with finding peace when you don't understand. You don't understand life. You don't understand God, you don't understand why God would allow something, and we're going to, the Bible has answers to finding peace when you don't understand. And then we are going to finish it up with finding peace when people drive you crazy, all right? Raise your hand without pointing or nudging. There's someone in your life that drives you crazy, okay? All right, great. Awesome. Then you are human, We'll talk about finding peace when people drive you crazy. But humans, we, we don't can countries just get along? Can countries just stay in their own country? We, we, we want there to peace or be peace around us and the re relationships that we have. But we also want peace inside. And the peace inside is a peace that only God can give you. And that's what we're going to talk about today, finding my missing peace. Because we may look good on the outside, but be dying on the inside. 
We may have money in our bank account, but no peace in our heart. We may be married and look like we're happily married, but there's no peace at home. We may look successful on the outside and got the high, high military rank or, you know, our practice is doing well or, and we're successful and we have titles that mean things and people love and admire us. But our soul is void of peace. You see, God, God knows what's going on here. We can fake people out on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all this. Sort of we can fake people out, but God knows the condition of our heart. Most of us have a false understanding about peace. We think it's, we have peace when there's no conflict, there's no problems. What if I would tell you today that God offers peace and it's with you when you have problems? You see, the reason why peace is possible today is because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, maybe you might not believe that or not, but we're going to talk today, I'm going to walk you through all the aspects of Jesus and, and peace, that, that he, who he is and what he came for. Now, again, we're starting to serve a, a, a series today. So all of you note takers who go crazy on Easter when I don't have fill in the blanks for you, happy Easter. Central point, the central point, as we do pretty much every Sunday is this, is this, peace is not found in the absence of problems. Perfect peace is found in the presence of God. Peace isn't found in the absence of problems. If I just did not have any problems, I'll have peace. You will never find it on this earth. Perfect peace, however, is found in the presence of God. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to, I'm going to take us on a journey, and there's going to be a theme and a thread of peace with it all, all revolving around Jesus that's found in Scripture. So we go 700 years before Jesus left heaven and came to earth, as a baby in the manger and came to be the savior of the world. 700 years before Jesus came, there was a prophecy that Isaiah recorded that we often sing at Christmas. This may sound familiar to you. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, say it with me, Prince of Peace. Some, some job descriptions of the coming Messiah and one of the titles of Jesus that he is the prince of peace. And Jesus brings peace with him and he gives to his followers and those who place faith in him. On the, on the night that Jesus was born in a manger, God sent a heavenly, you know, heavenly host, a choir, and, and they, they said this, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth with those whom God is pleased. Now, don't understand this in an incorrect way. Jesus came and did not bring peace on earth. When he comes back the second time, he's going to take care of that. But he said very carefully, though, he said, no, glory to God in the highest, but there will be peace on earth in this life to those whom with God is pleased. Now, how do we please God? Well, Hebrews tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if we place our faith in Jesus, angels were celebrating right over there, the Messiah was born, and those who place their faith in Jesus, that he was indeed the Messiah, that God says You're gonna have, you can have peace on this earth in this life. Jesus, when he was with his disciples, most of them were uh, older teenagers. Peter was probably about 20 years old, and 
And so could you imagine being surrounded by a bunch of teenagers, you know, for three and a half years? I did that for 20 years as a youth pastor and almost put me in the hospital. But, <clears throat> but Jesus hanging out with his disciples and he kind of had to teach them all, all things all the time. And after a day spending the entire day you know, teaching and healing, he's completely exhausted. They get in the boat. They're going to go across the Sea of Galilee. Jesus is so exhausted, physically exhausted, he falls asleep on, in the bottom of the boat. And two storms arise on the Sea of Galilee, wicked storms. There's an outside storm of wind and rain and, and waves and lightning and thunder. And if you know anything about the Sea of Galilee, when they have storms, it is absolutely wicked and is, it is actually deadly. That was the outside storm. There's also in, an inside storm inside the hearts of the disciples. They had anxiety, they had stress, they had fear, and they had doubt. That's why they woke Jesus up. Jesus, Jesus, don't you even care that we're about to die? And Jesus stood up in the boat and said, peace, be still. Instantly, the, the wind stopped, the waves slowly came down, and that storm had peace. And inside these teenagers' hearts, they began to have peace, and they also went, whoa, even the winds and the waves obey him. Peace, be still. Now, as Jesus was getting closer and closest to really the purpose why he came the first time is to die on the cross to cover mankind's sin, as he was getting closer to that, he told his disciples, now, let me tell you that I'm going to be betrayed by one of you. I will be arrested I will be put to death, but then in three days later, I'll rise again. Well, they missed the last part completely. I think they were freaking out of, I'm not going to betray him. Are you going to betray him? What about, obviously, Peter's probably going to do that. And, and they're, you know, pointing fingers like teenagers do. And, and they missed what he was saying. And in that context, this is what Jesus told them. Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give you as the world gives because the world can't give peace. It's very temporary. It's very dysfunctional. But it's not, not the world's peace. I'm going to give you my peace. And do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So why do you think Jesus said this last part? Because he had a, had a group of teenagers whose hearts were troubled and they were freaking out. But he says, peace, I'm going to leave you. My peace. The night he was betrayed before that happened... He reminded his disciples about he was going to be arrested and die and, and come back to life in three days. And in that reminder, Jesus says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So that was a little prophecy there. Jesus knew he was going to die and three days later rise again. He was going to conquer, you know, death and sin and all that. He's like, I conquered this. But in this life, in this world, you will have trouble, meaning peace is not the absence of problems. But he says, I want, I'm telling you these things so that in me, in a relationship, trusting relationship in me, that you may have peace. There's a, see, there's a theme of not only who he is, the Prince of Peace, that he came and that he's going to bring peace on those who have faith in him. We've 
put their faith in him and all peace all through his, his time here, here on earth. That was kind of a theme of, of Jesus. Then there's this beautiful picture that are very symbolic is that the cross paid for your and mine missing peace. See, God is holy. God saw the sin, the complete rejection of God and his, his rules and, and standards and, and commandments. And, and he said, they, they had this, this you know, animal sacrifice that would cover, atone their sins for a year. And every year they had to do it over and over. And the people that were given the sacrifice, they were sinners themselves. And God says, I'm going to send my perfect son for him to leave heaven, to come on this sin-broken world to pay once and for all the penalty of mankind's sin. So the cross paid for your perfect peace. For the peace that only God can give. But then three days later, the payment was paid for. And now when that stone rolled away, it opened access for you and I to have the peace of God. And the reason why that tomb was empty is because if you're God... Grave, the grave can't hold you. That's why Jesus prophesied a number of times that, by the way, in three days later, I'll come back. Only God could not only, I mean, anybody can say that, but only God can prove it. But that empty grave gave us access to the peace of God that only God can give. Paul, in this book called Romans, one of my favorite chapters in, there, in that book is chapter five. Let me break uh, part what he said he says since we have been justified through faith we have peace with God now there's a lot here let me break it apart for you faith in Jesus go, go ahead and go back uh, faith in Jesus uh, that we say you came you died on the cross for my sin I'm placing my faith in you and I've also uh, put my faith that you did what you said you would do you'd rise from the grave three days later when we have that faith in God's, in God's view, in God's eyes, we are justified. What does that mean? It's just as if we've never sinned. See, when Jesus, when we sang about that song at last, it is finished, it is finished. When he, died, when he was dying on the cross, before he took his last breath, he said, it is finished. In the Greek, it literally means paid in full. The cross paid for your peace, paid for your forgiveness of sin. And when we, by faith, by faith, we trust in Jesus, in God's sight, it's just as if we'd never sinned because all of our sin was placed on Jesus. And when we are justified, now we have peace with God through, he wants to make it very clear, it's through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not through coming to church. It's not by being a good person. It's not by being born in America. You know, it's not by anything that we can do. It's through Jesus Christ, just to be clear, he continues, through, uh, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. So by faith in Jesus, we have peace with God. We have access to that peace with God. And God says we have gained access to this grace. Grace doesn't, I don't know how this started. It's not what you say before a meal. We're going to say grace. In the Bible, grace means undeserved, unmerited favor. Like, you don't deserve, deserve this. You didn't earn this. Neither did I. It's a gift. 
God says it's a gift. Salvation is a gift. Place your faith in Jesus. He's going to gift you justification, forgiveness of sin, the peace of God. It just goes on and on and on. And I'm going to write your name in, in, my, in my family that you'll be with me forever and ever in heaven. There's so many things that comes with placing our faith in Jesus Christ. But we're going to focus in on the peace of God. Even when we have problems. That's what Jesus provides. That's what Jesus provides. So peace, peace isn't found in the absence of problems. As long as we live, guess what we'll have? Problems. Every marriage has problems. If you have kids, guess what? You have more problems. All right, teenage years, you have more problems. You, I mean, problems, problems, but the peace of God to be with us all through our problems, that is priceless. That only comes from having a faith in Christ. You see, we all face storms. I mean, just pause a second. The last couple of years have been crazy, right? It's a crazy storm. Storm of, of, of uncertainty, of stress, of losing job, saying goodbye to friends because of COVID. I mean, our whole world has been stressed out and, and a storm of problems. But as hard as it was, I had the peace of God that walked with me every step of the way. Trust me, it was not hard being a pastor during COVID. Because every decision, people got mad at you. But, but when you have the peace of God, you can go through any storm. The last couple of years, I've experienced tremendous amount of hurt and pain. But in the hurt and pain, God's peace has been with me. Right now, I'm in a season of sickness and death. But in the season and storm of sickness and death, the peace of God has been carrying me. It's not my peace because I can't do anything. It's the peace that I have because of my faith in Jesus Christ. There's an incredible, I'll give you one last verse, tie all of this together. There's an incredible promise that was given in Isaiah. Given in Isaiah. It says this, you, but God, that God will keep in perfect peace all those who what? Trust in you, in God. All those whose thoughts are fixed on you is like steadfast, fixed, I'm leaning, I'm putting all my trust in God. God's promise to those of you who have faith in Jesus, you have access to God, God's promise is that he will keep you in perfect peace. Perfect peace. Now, all that we have experienced on this life is imperfect peace. Even in the best relationship, there, there's conflict, there's problems. Even in every home has some type of dysfunction. And every, every heart, is, there's, there's, there's things that just jack us up. And if, if people would only know the thoughts we have, we'd have had no friends. All right, They'd run from us. All we experience is imperfect peace, incomplete peace. But God says, those who trust in me, who've placed their trust in my son, I'm going to give you, I'm going to keep you in perfect peace. Now, th this word peace in the Hebrew is, is the word shalom. Shalom is very similar in, in, in how it's used as aloha, all right? You go to Hawaii and they go, aloha to greet you. And then when you say goodbye, they say aloha. And they're like, that's kind of weird. 
But Shalom, they do the same thing. If you go, go to, a, uh, to Israel and go to a Jewish home, they would greet you with Shalom, and then they would say goodbye to you saying Shalom. What does Shalom mean? In the Hebrew, Shalom means genuine, whole, or wholeness, and the fullness of having God's peace. So when you're greeted at someone's house, they're saying, I'm, I'm hoping that you have genuine, holistic, and the, full, the filling of God's peace in your life. And when you say goodbye, they want you to have the genuine, wholeness, fullness of God's peace in your life. So my question to you is, do you have shalom? Do you have that genuine, full, whole peace of God that he gives you because you placed your faith in him. Now, if you look at this, this is written in English. If you look at the Hebrew of this ancient uh, promise, it would read, he, God, would keep you in shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. A double portion of peace. Perfect peace. That's what God gives to those who have placed their faith in him. Now, let me give you an example of this in action. I came across a song and setting up this, this series weeks and weeks ago, and it was a song called Missing Peace, P-E-A-C-E, by an artist in the Nashville area by the name of J.J. Heller. And she came out with a song in January of 2020, and I, was, I listened to the song and I was like, okay, this is a really good song. This is, this is, these words are great. And the chorus, you are, you are my missing peace. I'm like, really cool song. I wonder if there's a backstory. And I quickly found there is a backstory to this song that she wrote for her friend Joy, really close to this friend Joy. And when Joy was 10 weeks pregnant, she was surprised and shocked to find out from her doctors that she now has type 1 diabetes. And a group of doctors met with her because she's pregnant and said, because now you have type 1 diabetes, this child will not be born healthy. In fact, if it does survive, it will have many, many birth defects. And this group of doctors said, we recommend that you abort this child. Well, this obviously stunned Joy. I mean, it would all of us, right? And as a believer in Jesus, she respectfully said, no, I will not do that. I will carry this to term. So J.J. hears about this story, and, and, and her friend is going through probably the hardest thing she's ever gone through. And, and then she finds out that Joy had a doctor's appointment a number of weeks later and doing tests and, like, I don't know if it's an ultrasound or something like this. And the doctors came together, got, got some more doctors in the room, and they said, Joy, all the, we keep doing these tests, and we cannot find a large portion of this baby's brain. We, we can't see it. We've looked and looked. Well, again, she's stunned. She leaves that scary appointment and she writes in her journal these words. It is being held together in perfect peace. Now she wrote more, but she wrote this. And that is when JJ, hearing all the story of her friend, what she's going through, she went home, pulled out her pen, and started writing a song for her friend, Joy. Months pass, 
And during the third trimester, JJ and her husband invited Joy and her husband to come to their house and they had a meal. And after the meal, JJ pulls out her guitar and says, I want to play you the song I wrote for you. And she sang for the first time to an audience of two, three with her husband, Missing Peace. After that song was done in, in JJ's house, Joy is crying, weeping, and she goes, that song is my story. The words you use, that's my song, that's my story. And she had that for, for the rest of her pregnancy, and then the day came where the doctors were going to induce and deliver what they knew, knew then was a, a little boy. And hours before she was induced, Joy writes this. I don't know how this night will end or what awaits us on the other side of the birth, but I do know that the pain coming is a necessary pain in the journey towards finding out. In just a few hours, I will meet my son. And however he has been woven, I know the woving was done exactly to plan by the most masterful artist for his glory and for my good. You can't write something like that without having the perfect peace that only God gives you as a follower of Jesus. You can't write this and go through that trauma and that, and that, and that gut you know, wrenching situation unless you have the peace, the missing peace of God. A few hours later, at 39 weeks old, to the astonishment of every doctor in the room, Webb Isaiah um, Prouty was born completely healthy. Completely healthy. Now, thankfully, in this situation, there was a positive ending. But they're not always positive. She did not know, hours before she was induced, that she would have this ending. But all through that dark valley, she had that missing piece. And I want you to hear the words to the entire song of Missing Peace. Searching for solace in the middle of a war. 
tired of waiting, but I'm afraid of how it's going to end. So I'm stuck here in between, bracing for bad news and hoping for a miracle while I'm fighting to Pauline, do you have that missing piece, the peace that only can come from God, peace that comes when we place our faith in Jesus, the peace that was paid for on the cross, the peace that opened, was access to us when the stone was rolled away and the tomb was empty. You see, it's just a matter of time. If you live long enough, that life crushes us surprises us that that sucker punch from life from a relationship or health or job or future do you have that missing piece my dad was 45 years old with uh, five older kids and then two little kids when he found out he had cancer and I'm just going through some of his stuff lately and when he found out as he's processing this, he wrote a list, positives of having cancer, negatives of having cancer. And he wrote down both. And I'm reading this, you know, as a son, I was, you know, in college when that took place. And just know how he processed it. The reason why he processed it the way he did is because of the peace that he had by placing his faith in Jesus Christ at the age of 25. On the same day, on Valentine's Sunday, my mom and my dad came to faith in Christ. I was in diapers. My mom is ready to go to heaven any day now. 
and she has the peace of God because of her faith in Jesus Christ. Do you have that missing peace? See, we're all going to have problems, right? But peace is not because there's an absence of problems. Perfect peace is there because we're in the presence of God because peace is God's presence. That you can walk through anything and you know that he's got you. Now, it may not not always end. My dad died six years later, but he died with peace. And, And I mean, it was just an amazing thing that his faith, because of peace, what he was able to go through. What about you? Maybe today is your day to not receive religion, not, not, not receive some church thing, but to receive a relationship with God that only comes through faith in Jesus who died on the cross for your sins so that you could have the peace of God and be justified and the empty tomb that you have access to that peace and a relationship with God forever and ever. Maybe today is your day. A number of people last hour accepted that free gift of grace called the peace of God. Maybe this is your day. Again, you may look good on the outside. Your Instagrams may look sweet and like, wow, what an amazing life. But only you and God knows what really is going on in the inside. Maybe today's your day to accept that peace from the Prince of Peace. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? No one looking around respectfully. And if your desire is to accept this gift that only comes from faith in Christ, the peace of God and his forgiveness and right into his family forever and heaven and all that. If that is your desire, from your heart to God, tell God, God, you know I'm a sinner and my sin separates me from you, but by faith, I am placing my faith that Jesus was the son of God who died on the cross and rose again. By faith, I say yes to Jesus, be my savior. By simple prayer, The Bible says confession is made that you believe in Jesus and the resurrection that you will be saved. The Bible says every sinner that comes home, heaven rejoices. If you just prayed that prayer, you are part of God's family now. Thank you for for your peace. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing the the Prince of Peace. And thank you for those who just now trusted in you as their Savior. Without, everybody, without anybody looking around, if you just prayed that, well, no one's looking. Would you, if you, I just prayed, I said, just said yes to Jesus to be my Savior. Put your hand high in the air so we can celebrate. Yes, 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 sir. Yes, ma'am. Many, many hands. Praise God. You don't have no idea how much we've been praying for you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. God, we say thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for being with us through every dark valley, even the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil because you are with me. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. I figure if heaven can rejoice, I think we can rejoice in here that those people trusted in Jesus as their Savior. That's awesome. You... uh, this whole idea of Grace Point's new to you. We are, we are an imperfect church because they hired me, okay? It's just messed up. But what I say all the time is uh, we're a church of real people with real problems, but we keep following a real Savior. 
And so if you're new to the faith, you know, you just, you just have a faith in Jesus Christ. You don't have to keep asking for it. It's kind of like a kid asking their parent, can you please put me in your family? Like, no, I gave birth to you. I will, you know, I had epidural because of you. You are forever my child. God will, you're forever in God's family. If you said yes to Jesus, I would encourage you to let us know by going to our website, uh, gracepointkidsup.com. When you go over to the right, one of these drop downs says, I said yes to Jesus. That'll let us know, but also we, we're going to say, here's some simple steps to as you begin your new relationship with the Son of God. So grateful that you're here today. If I hope to have you back part two of the series next, next Sunday. But if you are our guest today, please head to our guest services. Uh, we like to give you a gift for saying thank you for being here. Have a wonderful Easter. Hope to see you next week. Bye.